This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Equity Lines. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast that follows our journey of investing. Whether you're an absolute beginner or approaching Warren Buffett status, our aim is to help break down your barriers from beginning to dividend. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Good to be here for another episode. And we've got a uh, special guest joining us today. Special guest, uh, member of the team content producer Darcy welcome thanks Bryce thanks Ren good to be here crypto correspondent yeah. that's it <laughs> looking forward to this yes we've got Darcy on because uh, we are going to be focusing a little bit on what has been going on in the world of cryptocurrency over the last I mean, couple of weeks there's been one story dominating every headline yes. when the project's talking about investing you know that there's We've one story. Peak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be covering off what has gone on with FTX, but more importantly, what it means for us as investors, how you can approach investing in cryptocurrency, some of the things to look for and think about when it comes to exchanges and your cryptocurrency balances. And then we'll close out with a crypto-focused book, Bonanza. Yeah, yeah. Ren's book Bonanza is back. And Darcy's going to teach us all about cold storage. Yes, and cold storage, yes. And we're not, talking, we're not talking about fridges or freezers. This episode is sponsored by CoinSpot. A big thank you to the guys over at CoinSpot. They are the only Australian cryptocurrency exchange to complete an external statutory financial audit, which will make sense as we progress through this episode. Important in a moment like this. Very important. But as always, let's start with what we've learnt this week, crypto-related or not. What have you learnt, Ray? Crypto-related? Well, it doesn't have to be. Or not. Well, I you said, go, you go said, first, then I'll think. Mine's crypto related. <laughs> Look, um, I'm looking forward to this episode because it is just a reminder that regulation is important. And um, in instances like this, uh, it's been surprising to me how cowboy, the stories coming out of the crypto FTX um, debacle, it's surprising how cowboy it has been out in the wild west of cryptocurrency. Is it surprising? Yeah, it is. I don't know. I feel like there was, there's, there's been a level of these guys being so big that they had their shit sorted, but they didn't. Yeah. And I, I, I found that surprising. I'm not. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. What about you? I, I tend to agree with Bryce. I think the second biggest exchange going down. That's just shocked me. Like you think these people are untouchable, but now it really shows anyone can go down in crypto. Yeah. Mm. Holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> Binance next? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Binance. How do they go down? Same deal. Well, no one could dump their tokens. 
Yeah, true. Anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, what have you learnt, Dust? They say learn something new every day, and today I learned it's Ren's 30th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> happy How's birthday, mate. <laughs> yes, happy birthday, Ren. Big 30th. And Darcy, the good thing for us is now Ren can stop saying that he's in his 20s. Yes, and now I'm officially <laughs> the- Why is that good for Darcy? Because <laughs> we're sick of it. <laughs> I'm the only one left in my 20s. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, true. Okay, yep. Truly the young buck. The truly <laughs> the young, young Fuck, we need Gage back. <laughs> yes, well, happy birthday. Big Thank 3 you. O. Do you feel different now that you like, can't hang your hat on the fact you're still in your 20s? No, okay. no, to be honest. Uh, my age is just catching up with my hairline. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, let's get back to investing. Yes, what have you learned? Um, Crypto-related, I think there's a big conversation that is worth paying attention to around the centralisation v decentralisation. We've seen... Vitalik come out and say anything centralized is evil, which is ironic because Bitcoin maxis would say that Ethereum is now centralized. So we've seen crypto exchanges collapse before, Mt. Gox being the the probably the most notable one in people's memory. Uh, but this is going to be like the one that sparks an existential crisis in crypto. Does that matter for Bitcoin and Ethereum? Who knows? But outside of crypto, what I learned, so last week on the show, I was talking about Jumia, yeah. uh, the uh, African e-commerce uh, platform, uh, potential to become the first African super app that is down a lot. Yeah. Well, another potential super app company that I've dabbled in this year, I'm, I'm very bullish. This guy loves super app. Super yeah. <laughs> I'm very bullish on the digital decolonization theme. David Halpert, we interviewed, was it maybe what, a year ago? Yeah. He's a good interview if you want to hear about that. But this idea that more local and regional tech companies are going to unseat the Amazons and the Googles of the world. But I'm just sort of bullish on super apps in emerging parts of the world as well. Uh, C Limited, heard of them? Yeah. So they were up 40% after reporting. Wow. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Better than pretty good. Takes them to only 73% down for the year. <laughs> You're kidding. Whoa. Wow. What do you call a company that's down 80% and then up 40% in a week? C-limited. Down 73%. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. That shows shows how much, you know, growth you need. If it falls 80%, you need to go Oof. up about like what? 10, 10 5, 500%? Five, yeah. Is that right? Because if you're down 80%, you need to go 5x up. Is that yeah, 400%, 500%. Wow. Maths isn't my strong If point. you look at the chart for it for year to date, the forty, the, the five-day chart, the 40% blip looks like Mount Everest. The year to date chart, you can barely see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Holy, yeah, it's tiny. Holy smokes. Yeah, so if you're down 80%, you need to go up 400%. Well, it's down, yeah, yeah $223 was its peak a year ago. Yeah. At the start of the year, now it's 58 Ouch. But hey- but You've hey, been riding that roller coaster. Who, who's buying at the top? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think like these are the companies that you, uh, I get excited for at, you know, when they're down 75%. I yes. love catching falling nights. <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> All right, anyway, anyway, let's talk let's, crypto. <laughs> let's rip into it. So here's the story of FTX in 120 seconds or less. Investors have lost billions after FTX filed for bankruptcy headliner and 130% of its related entities have also filed for bankruptcy. What happened? Reports came out that FTX, one of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchanges, was funneling customer money from it to its 
uh, second company, Alameda Research. Allegedly. Allegedly. It was then making incredibly bad investments using that money, allegedly. A report was leaked showing that FTX didn't have a lot of real assets. Its major asset was FTT, a token that it created. Binance, another major cryptocurrency exchange, then came out and said, we don't like this. We're going to sell all of our FTT holdings. This created panic in the market and a run on FTX as people tried to withdraw all their funds. FTX couldn't cover the withdrawals. Binance stepped in with a takeover bid for FTX. But after doing some due diligence, it was decided that they were going to withdraw. FTX then couldn't cover it all. They filed for bankruptcy. Authorities are now in the case and... Bitcoin and Ethereum have plunged. Finn. Not that was bad. A, that was only like a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I've got time. Wow. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, that kind of sums it up. Nice. Anything major he missed? I don't think so. Just, you know, there's all sorts of developments happening. So the story changes every day and Sam Bankman-Fried apparently is fleeing to Argentina or something. No, no, no. So, so I, Bryce had this in the dock as well. That's not true. Like it nah, was the nah, rumour. Nah. Let's make yeah. it true. <laughs> <laughs> He's still in the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, maybe he wants in to his play. mansion. Yeah, 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 with 12 other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this is what I'm enjoying about it now is all of these like little subplots that are coming out and like who was, what's been going on, who's he been living with, who's been running all these companies. His, his $40 million penthouse is now up for sale. <laughs> are you going to say the, the headline that you're most excited about? They're all sleeping together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bryce was so excited in the office yesterday. <laughs> I love Bryce it. Bryce and I have been speaking about how more and more journalism is treating finance as entertainment. And like this is the story that I think is like a case in point for it. Like Fortune, Fortune is writing an article about Sam Bankman-Fried's polygamous relationships. Hmm. Like what's that got to do with FTX? <laughs> it's it's yeah, bloody entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It's, the finance is becoming more and more just like entertainment. Yeah. And Fortune is becoming the E of finance yeah the movies and docos are gonna be insane i know i know yeah. I know yeah 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 there was this tweet about um i can't wait to see uh jonah hill playing yes, sam bagman fried and it's like yeah too. i see that <laughs> <laughs> well there was also news that they were, they were hacked weren't they yes so ftx said they were hacked a little bit suspicious because you know all this money came out just before the hack happened so people were like who took that out how mm. did they kind of know but all unconfirmed. Yeah, there was also Dodgy. there was also something that happened where they people started noticing large withdrawals coming from the platform, and Sam Bankman-Fried tweeted or FTX tweeted that the Bahamas regulator was telling them they had to withdraw local money, but then people have come out and said that's not right, and yeah. so there's questions about like where who was withdrawing that money and where it was going. Bahaman regulators themselves said they didn't say that, so. Yeah, adds a bit more to the story. He said, she said. Here's a question. Here's a question. So um, out of the global financial crisis, the collapse, no one went to jail from my understanding. Yeah. Few few slap on the wrist. One person got prosecuted, but it wasn't from a major bank. It was like a tiny bank. Few little slap on the wrist and this went on. Will we see someone go to jail here for criminal financial misconduct because it's in that like cowboy, no regulation, authorities are going to come in and- and and unnecessarily make a stamp. I feel like you're both looking at me for an well, answer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just putting I, it out there. Will we see someone go to jail? I think yes. I'm going to say no. I, I think, sorry, maybe jail, who knows, but prosecution, I feel like in some ways crypto is an easier target yep. to prosecute. Mm, yeah. There's a lot more political goodwill to be gained. Yep. 
um, a lot more political points to be gained if you're a state uh, attorney general who's trying to make a political name for themselves in the United States and it is a game of making a political name for yourself if you're a state attorney general, prosecuting and jailing Sam Bankman-Fried would be up there with... It wouldn't be as high as prosecuting and jailing Donald Trump, but, like, that's what Letitia James is doing in New York. She's yeah. making a name for herself with a high-profile prosecution. Someone will put their target on Bankman Fried. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like prosecuting Warren Buffett because that's what he was called. <laughs> the next Warren Buffett. True. true. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. watch out. Maybe there's an ETF in anyone that goes on the front cover of a Fortune magazine. Short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Anyway, Shemath, le- um, let's keep moving. Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> yes, Elizabeth Holmes. Let's keep moving and bring it back to the, the investment side of things because a lot of VCs, Hold on, hold on. Before we get to the investment side of things, I got a question for you two. If Binance didn't dump FTT, would this have ever become a problem? No. I think eventually, but it clearly accelerated it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have been found out eventually. Yeah. But this is also worth noting when I was doing a bit of research into this and super ironic that in June 2022, SBF himself, Sam Bankman-Fried, had this massive expose in maybe Fortune or, or some article, one of the, those uh, um, trash publications. Trash finance magazines. Publications <laughs> calling out and saying that a number of crypto exchanges are already secretly insolvent and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. just calling them out and, and positioning himself as the hero coming in and saving all of these and, and saying that, you know, they're all bad. We're making all these bad investments, mm. saving all these cryptos, mm. but it's for the, the good of it all. And six months later- Mr. Insolvency. A podcast I was listening to was speaking about how um, Alameda borrowed a whole bunch of money and then invested it in crypto ventures like for equity, like as venture capital. And then when the collapse happened earlier this year, all of those lenders tried to call back that money, but it was illiquid because it was invested in startups. And so then that's when Bankman Freed started transferring FTT and then they covered those loans with FTT and then... It all cascaded from there. But all like go back to the very fundamental of taking out loans to invest in VC. That's like dumb finance Mm. move 101. Well, I don't know if you've seen videos or interviews with um, the CEO, what's her name, of Alameda? Caroline. Caroline. (laughs) Super underwhelming. Yeah, the whole like um, (laughs) we don't do risk management. Yeah. One of her videos is her saying, I can't think of any bad investment I've ever made. Really? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, FTT. <laughs> speaking, <very> of, <laughs> speaking of investments, um, a lot of the world's biggest VCs have been caught up in this. Um, FTX had a valuation at the start of the year of $32 billion. That is now up in smoke, as is a lot of the investments made by these super funds. Sequoia Capital, I think, had a couple of hundred million in there. That's been written down to zero. Did you hear the story of how he got Sequoia's money as well? No. It was one Zoom call. And he was playing League of Legends the entire time. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly? Was, no, oh. no, no, no. Like, Google it. It's, he was, he pitched Sequoia. They were like, yes, in the meeting. Turns out he was playing League of Legends the whole time in the meeting. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate this guy. How convincing is he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's it's so hard genius? to raise money. Yeah. And he's raising hundreds of millions. Anyway. So SoftBank have been caught up in it. No surprises there. They're one of the... They might be the worst investor, the worst of, all investor of all time. <laughs> Paradigm and Global as well have all been T- caught Tiger up. Global, yeah. yeah Tiger, Tiger Global. Tiger Global's had a shocking um, all writing, All writing down their investments to zero. It does happen in the world of VC, but um, I'm sure 
But you know, we're anticipating it to happen this way. Speaking of shocking years, Tom Brady is having a shock. <laughs> oh, what happened? Well, so <laughs> he's getting divorced because he yeah. decided to play another season. So that's started Says it. That. He's gone back to play another season and his team kind of sucks. They're five and five now, but like he's having some of the worst stretches yeah, of his career. They're not winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Buccaneers. Yeah. Yeah. The first time in his career they lost three he's lost three games in a row. Wow. Which is crazy to Says think. Says something he's, about yeah, his career. Yeah. <laughs> And now he's lost hundreds of millions of dollars in FTX. See, yeah. But the story, and I don't know if this is true, is that they, him and Giselle's net worth is about $650 million mm. and they invested or they had a lot of, almost all of that tied up in FTX. In the company or yeah. they had it sitting in crypto in, and they now can't get it back? No, they became like FTX investors and like ambassadors yeah. and Giselle became, she got like a job at FTX, didn't yeah. she? Yeah, and same with other, like Steph Curry, there are a couple of other sports stars and I think there's some sort of lawsuit that they've now been caught up in that I saw this morning. For spruiking FTX? Yeah, for spruiking FTX. Oh, okay. So not a good year for Tom. No. Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. Have you seen the video that's been going around? You know how Larry David did the um, FTX, FTX commercial? Yeah, 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 and right at the end it's like, do you trust FTX? Larry David's like, nah. <laughs> but it was all part of the bigger thing. And now it's like, <laughs> everyone's like, Larry David was right. Yeah. He was right. If you had shorted every advertiser from the 2022 Super Bowl, you would have made a mozza. Like FTX, Coinbase, <laughs> Carvana maybe, like a whole Carvana, bunch of those yeah. high-flying tech stocks. It was the crypto bowl, The crypto it? bowl, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the important part of the episode is to actually talk about our takeaways, what we've learned and what you can do about it. And uh, this episode is thanks to CoinSpot, who, as I said, uh, one of the only exchanges or the only Australian cryptocurrency exchange to complete an external statutory financial audit. And we're going to go through some of the other key things to look for in an exchange straight after this ad break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. All right, so key takeaways and what we've learnt from this process. There's some clear lessons around uh, the exchanges and hindsight is 2020. and up to three, two, three weeks ago, the US short seller, Mark Cahotas, full credit to him, he was ringing the alarm bell for months, but not a lot of people were listening. No one was really that worried about FTX. So for us to sit here and be like, this is what you should look for, this is what you should know, it's kind of bull, like... We didn't know like everyone else didn't know. But some of the things to look for, um, Bryce, you've mentioned uh, external financial audits a couple of times. Yeah. Customer asset ratio. Are they holding the amount of assets 
one-to-one. Yeah. The annoying thing is FTX said they did do that. Mm. Who are they regulated by? Who are they certified by? Not casting aspersions on the Bahamas regulatory regime, but I probably would have been more comfortable if they were regulated in Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, for example, CoinSpot regulated by Austrac, an Australian recognized Australian regulator, um, certified member of uh, Blockchain Australia. All of this information are on the exchanges of, on the website of exchanges. So important to do, um, do some due diligence and um, sort of carefully consider it. Even something in hindsight, like the fact that FTX didn't have a board or their board was like Sam Bankman Freed and a company lawyer or something like that. Look into it, but like just like basic oversight and corporate governance things as well yeah, yeah i didn't know that yeah good call like our board <laughs> <laughs> and if tom brady wants to invest our door is open <laughs> so there's the there's the exchange but then there is a way that you can uh, i guess uh remove risk even further and that is to take your uh coins off exchanges completely mm-hmm. and that is known as cold storage now this is something that i don't do I don't know if you do, Ren. I don't. But you do, Darcy. Well, yeah. Actually, we might have through MetaMask. We took it off an exchange. Is MetaMask? I'm not sure. I don't Metamask think that's cold might, storage. It, might feel, be, it, it certainly yeah. still feels like it's very much online. Yeah. <laughs> it might be warm storage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Darcy, sorry. Talk, talk us through how you take things off exchange. And yeah. what you do. So uh, there's a common phrase in crypto, not your keys, not your coins. And you kind of hear that around, but you think sagas like FTX aren't going to happen to you until they do. So you kind of got to be prepared for those things. So personally, when I buy crypto on CoinSpot or another exchange, I almost straight away withdraw it. I send it to my cold storage wallet, which is an app called Nash. And that has these private keys um, that I get. I get a 12-word seed phrase that I have to write down and keep to myself. And only I can see that, only I can log in. So Nash never has access to that private key and they don't have any ownership of the, of the crypto that I send to, the, to their platform. And to contextualise this for people who maybe listen to Hamish and Andy, that's the 12-word phrase that they lost yeah. and now <laughs> they can't access their crypto. Yeah. So, so have you written down your 12-word phrase? I've got it <laughs> in a couple of places. I'm not telling you where. <laughs> it still is in a cloud. It's not – because there are – I've seen people with USBs. Yeah, correct. So yeah. that's an, another option we can talk about where you, you withdraw it and put it on a ledger or a USB – and that literally is, you know, sitting beside your bed on a USB. It's not on the internet anymore. But this way is still, it's still a form of cold storage, but it's still on a cloud. Um, it's just pretty much unhackable for anyone other than myself who had, yeah, unless someone gets my 12 word phrase. Is it easy to set up? One of the things, one of the reasons I didn't originally do it was because it just felt like something that I couldn't be bothered to deal with the setup process. Yeah. <laughs> How many people who had money on FTX probably thought yeah. the same? Well, yeah. I've sold a lot of my crypto, as you guys know, so it's not something that I'm looking at right now, but, but uh, I'm interested. <laughs> it's, it's super easy. So right. it takes half an hour, an hour. And so Coinbase, uh, sorry, CoinSpot, for example, mm. integrates with Nash easily and yeah, away correct. You so you just send your wallet address. Um, you oh, you okay. send your crypto to the, to the wallet address of your Nash account 
and then it's sent there within sort of five minutes. It's all there. Oh, so anyone can send more crypto to your Nash wallet even if they don't have the Correct. key. Correct. So, so I can accept more crypto from other people. Okay. Yeah. But it's just taking it out. You need the 12-word phrase. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So And you can also lock the account. So if I was like, I'm not going to sell for two years, I could lock my account for two years and nothing could ever be sent from it. Even if you have the 12-word phrase. I could unlock it with, <laughs> with a couple of, yeah. But, but it means, you, yeah, if someone does like hack it. It means if there was somehow a way that it got hacked, they couldn't, they couldn't do anything. Right. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Wow. And is, it, is there a fee to it? No, there's no fee. Wait, how, how do they make money then? Uh, that's a good question that I don't know the answer to. So on Nash, you can you can stake your things. So there's a, there's a couple of functions. There's the wallet function, where which is what I use it for, and then there's functions where you can provide liquidity and and stake your assets, and that's how they make money. But I choose not to do that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now uh, Nash is just spelt normally Nash N A S N A S H, and I assume there's alternatives as well like mm. this is this is just one yeah it's not the only one yeah. that's for sure i've just googled alternatives to nash so with zero context but a few other names if you want to search nobi coins hub savvy hito wallet Blockport, gemini isn't gemini the big uh, I it, I yeah the, um, i think they went under yeah, yeah I don't look at gemini yeah, <laughs> take that no, out. what's the um winklevoss's company isn't that gemini yeah, no, Gemini is the Winklevoss's company. Don't think it went under. <laughs> oh, I swear yeah, it did. That, oh, really? Yeah. It well. it definitely Jeez, heavy well. for the Winklevosses then. Because <laughs> they were the first crypto billionaires, weren't they? Wasn't that the story years ago? Yes, yeah. that was the story. First, first public ones. Oh, you reckon Satoshi? <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. All right, anyway, let's keep rolling. So I guess that's how you take it off exchange. Has the FTX story motivated you to do something like that? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I said, like it sounds a lot easier, so I might look at it. That's good. But like, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just have so little in there that, I mean, that's a dumb thing to say. Like I should, it, I, I should treat it just like it's, it is cash and it is an asset. So well, it, it has opened my eyes to the, the realism of it though, I guess, which is the main thing. So that's the first thing. It's now for me being like, okay, as Darcy said, you think it might not happen to you, it could happen. So maybe it is something that I, I look into, but it's not like I've got 90% of my portfolio sitting. I guess sitting at least you, you've invested in crypto what you're willing to lose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll walk the walk. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Bryce has so much money he doesn't care about yeah. losing things. Must be nice. No, but has it changed yours? Yeah, I think I'm going to set it up and then I will bet you all the money in the world that I lose my password. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee it. Can you, set the t- can you set the words or is it random? No, random. Oh, it's random. Yeah. I'm in so much trouble. Oh, 12 so random much. words. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Sure, yeah. Surely you give it to other people as well and they'll steal my crypto trust never trust anyone dude decentralized (laughs) trust that's the motto of crypto wow (laughs) i'll look after them for you (laughs) this is a set this is a real like hamish andy jack setup where darcy just loses (laughs) (laughs) so darcy it hasn't changed anything for you i guess because you're doing it already um away you go yeah you're going to think about it ren or probably look into it more seriously yeah um i know alf in the team does it for some of his stuff. I don't know if he does it religiously, but uh, he's on cold storage as well. So so I guess the other question is that's how you store it. 
Bitcoin and Ethereum are down. Yeah. It's funny, like, you know, it was down and then the US had a good inflation print and it bumps up again and then thing it's just things happen so quickly. Anyway, how are you guys investing in crypto at the moment? For me, nothing's changed. I've been uh, DCAing every fortnight for like the last almost 12 months. Oh, so when you say you just have nothing in crypto, it's because you lost so much money, eh? even though you're DCA. <laughs> no, so what happened was I actually took out, I, I sold most of my Bitcoin when probably about eight, eight or nine months ago and used that to put into the stock market. Oh, yeah, no. Um, so I didn't, I still kept it invested, but just was like, I just want some more money for the stock mm. market. It seemed like a better opportunity for me. But then I was like, I still want to have some exposure to it. I was way too overweight as well. Mm. I didn't like it. And so reallocated, but now still investing in. But I did the math and it's 4.6% of my fort- fortnightly investments goes towards crypto. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. So I feel like that's... yeah. What about you, Darth? I like that, under 5%. 95.4% of your <laughs> fortnightly investments. I, I'm probably where Bryce was nine months ago, a little <laughs> overweight. <laughs> but honestly, it, this saga has made me lose a little bit of faith in crypto. Having said that, I'm still confident in like Bitcoin, Ethereum long-term because FTX itself doesn't actually have anything. You know, Bitcoin hasn't become less safe because of this FTX thing, but it's just been caught up in it. So I still am DCAing, but yeah, I think it's it could be a long way back. Yeah. The fundamentals of Bitcoin and Ethereum haven't changed, that's true, but crypto relies on continued adoption and a level of trust in the system. And as much as Bitcoin maxis want to argue that FTX is a case for Bitcoin, and I, I hear that argument, it's again like you rely on more people being willing to accept it as a store of value for yeah, you need people buying. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same with every currency, like the Turkish lira. People have lost faith in that, and people are fleeing the Turkish lira. Yeah, every current. It's not just cryptocurrencies; it's assets that don't produce cash flow. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And in the end, you need exchanges to buy Bitcoin, so we we need the trust. True, the true. Well, there are decentralized exchanges. True. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Ren? Has it changed anything? How are you approaching crypto? No, no. I am a naive, repetitive, automated investor when it comes to ETFs and a tiny bit of Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. Just set and forget. I've automated it that goes out of my bank account into my brokerages, centralized brokerages, um, and it buys and I haven't changed. Nice. And I don't think I will. I'll ride it all the way down. Well, there you go. There you go. So that's the story. FTX, you've, it's been out. We won't talk about it again. We've covered it a lot over the last sort of 10 days or so on the dive if you want a bit more of a deep dive. Crypto Curious did a uh, specific bonus episode and Comedian the Economist did a specific bonus episode on FTX. Tracy from Crypto Curious was on the project. I was on Triple J Hack. All of that stuff is available online. We have spoken FTX to death. Yes. Can't wait to talk about it next week when <laughs> some more trashy gossip comes out about Sam Bankman Free. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, now we've got uh, the crypto themed book Bonanza with uh, an Equinimates community member. So uh, let's get stuck in. Okay. So, Bryce, here we are. Third edition of Ren's book Bonanza. Uh, we've got Sam on the line. Sam, thanks for joining us today. G'day. How are you? Uh, do you invest in crypto? No. No, not at all. All Not right. at all. Um, I have been following along with the FTX thing, but just what's been in the papers. Fair enough. Well, I'm actually looking at the three books that I've got today. None of them are crypto related. So we'll we'll get to them. The books that you're playing to da- for today, the first one, 
uh, Live the Life You Want with the Money That You Have uh, by Vince Scully. Have you read that one? No, I haven't. Second one, uh, The Contrarian about Peter Thiel. Uh, this is uh, I, I rate this one. Not not trying to tip your hand, but this is a good one. Have you have you read this one? Uh, I, I haven't. I haven't read it, but yeah, it's sitting on the bookshelf at home. Actually. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then you probably don't need a second copy. And then the third book, <laughs> the final one from a fellow podcaster, uh, Glenn James's "Sort Your Money Out and Get Invested." Okay. No, I haven't read that one either. All right. Great. Well, then uh, some new books could be coming your way. The way this works is three questions. If you beat Bryce, you get to choose the book. If Bryce beats yep. you, Bryce chooses the book. Let's get into it. First question. 12 months ago, the crypto market cap or of all of the coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum and everything all together was 2.7 trillion US dollars. What is it today? Is it A, 400 billion, B, 800 billion, C, 1.2 trillion or D, 1.6 trillion? B. B, Sam's gone B. Bryce, what are you going to go? Yeah, me too, 800 million. No, you're going to go a different one. <laughs> Either way, uh, Sam, you've nailed it. Eight hundred billion. Uh, it's down seventy percent from two point seven trillion to eight hundred billion. Nice, you're on the board. Ah, uh, we're both on the yeah, board. Right. Nah, Sam's on the board. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this this next one is themed: Is Bitcoin a good hedge against inflation? Or is Bitcoin a store of value? So the US dollar has been incredibly strong this year and Bitcoin is down against it. Not surprising. Over in Turkey, they have had a tough year. The lira is down. Turkey is seeing 80% inflation. This is a classic case study of is Bitcoin a store of value? So I guess the question is yes or no, Sam, I'll direct it to you. Is Bitcoin up? or down against the Turkish lira this year? Has Bitcoin held its value, essentially? Oh. How much is the lira down? Sorry? Uh, I don't have how much the lira is down against the US dollar. No, he didn't oh, okay. say that. He just said the inflation. But the lira is down 44% against the US dollar. Oh, no. No? You think Bitcoin's still no. down? Sam, you've absolutely nailed it. Bitcoin, even against a weak currency like the lira, is down 52% year to date. For context, it's down 65% year-to-date against the US dollar. So the takeaway is it hasn't been a store of value, (laughs) even in countries where the currency is weak. So I didn't get a chance to respond? No, because Sam got it right. (laughs) 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 All right, look, this one, uh, Sam, you've won your choice of book. We're playing just for pride. Uh, But uh, you know what? I'll let Bryce answer this one first. All right, so... I've taken a look at the top 100 coins. So obviously Bitcoin's number one, Ethereum's number two, but I've taken a look at the top 100. I'm going to name five. You tell me which of them is the biggest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All right. We've got Stacks. We've got Thorchain. We've got Ecash. We've got Zcash. And we've got ApeCoin. Oh, I've never heard of any of them. Yeah, that's the point of the question. Um, it's ApeCoin. <laughs> You've nailed it, ApeCoin. <laughs> nice. <laughs> $908 million market cap for ApeCoin. Wow. Just puts into context how much money there still is in some of these 
these currencies. Unbelievable. These assets. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sa- Sam, congratulations. You've beaten Bryce. That's two losses in a row for him. Uh, which book would you like to choose? Peter Thiel, uh, the, uh, the book about Peter Thiel, The Contrarian, Live the Life You Want with the Money You Have by Vince Scully, or Sort Your Money Out and Get Invested by Glenn James? Uh, I'll go the first one you showed me. So I think it was the second one then that you listed. Live your life. Live, Live your life. Uh, yeah. yeah, that one. Nice, nice one. All right. Well, we'll uh, get your address off air and we'll send that through to you. But thanks for playing. Cool. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. All right, Ren. Well, it's been a bit of a crypto-focused episode. We have uh, a great guest coming up this Thursday, Kenneth Stanley from the United States, an AI researcher. Pretty fascinating uh, interview, so we can't wait to release that. And then on Friday, we've got John Caulfield from Vanek to talk about uh, investing in uh, getting exposure to carbon credits, another pretty uh, interesting investment opportunity. So we unpack that on Friday. Plenty coming this week, but Ren, we'll leave it there and pick it up. Uh, pick it up next week and happy birthday. Sounds good. Thank you. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.